want to welcome everybody to the Mallory Report this evening. Before I begin, a few things i got to remember. The views and opinions of the show are those of its host and guests and do not reflect any network, simulcasting, sponsors, affiliates, anybody else. It's just opinions. Calm down. I know it, I know you might be offended, but it's okay. They'll take it out on anybody else. Um, if you haven't been to Mallard.com, come over, subscribe to the, the newsletter, or subscribe to the, your favorite um, podcast app. If you don't have a favorite podcast app, I've got a, a wide range of options there. You can even subscribe via email if you don't want to even get involved in the app game, which is what I'm doing now. I'm subscribing to podcasts via email just because it makes my life easier, less apps. But anyways, my guest tonight, returning. The return. I, I kind of... Uh, Tagged that as the return today. And some people thought I was returning. Well, I've been back for a couple weeks. My guest tonight is Dan Shaw. Dan, how are you doing tonight? I'm really happy to be back on your show. Thank you. So, the last, last we left you, you were you were going to Alaska. Now, now you're back. So, how was Alaska? Mm, well, I had a lovely time there. My intention was to go there to experience the subtle energies of the earth and the legendary uh, so-called Alaska Triangle or Alaska Vortex. And uh, I think I did touch into some, some of that energy for sure, for sure. Is it, is yeah, it, and the metal... Mm-hmm. As I say, is it stronger there because of... Because I, I'm picturing that map that you have on your website on your head, in my head. That was almost classic. <laughs> <laughs> Mallardism for you. Watch out. They're coming. Um, there, there's a, a, it's not really a corner, but for the lack of a better explanation for radio talk, it kind of is a corner. Is that because, is that why you went there? Because of that site? Well, my research tells me that there are vortexes all over the world at different scales, let's say. So there's a, there's a pattern of, grid points around the world and then uh wherever you are there's there's what i'd call grid points or vortexes or or ley lines energy points everywhere where you are well i'm in southern oregon and and the nearest uh world grid points to me are well there's one in baja california at a place called cerro kubabai if i'm saying that right and there's one uh, grid point, which is essentially at the continental shelf there in the Gulf of Alaska. It's, it's offshore, yeah? It's on the continental shelf. And so uh, I can't say I'd ever really been to a world grid point before. Uh, a couple months ago, I got invited to go uh, do some events in Alaska, and uh, I'd been wanting to go because... I had been asked by the History Channel to to suggest that there was, in fact, a vortex in Alaska, which I believe there is, uh, because uh, my emphasis on electromagnetism, geophysics, and the profound attic landscape in Alaska, this geometric grid point there as well. So I had a chance to 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 be very near this this grid point in Alaska, this world grid point, and I experienced the energy very, very directly. I was actually, I got an electric shock. <laughs> I, I was, uh, if I may go on, I was... Yeah, go, go. Was, I, I'm uh, enjoy. I'm uh, listening. Yeah, yeah. I asked the question. Go I for was, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we uh, was visiting the, the area near Anchorage, which is an arm... Uh, of water called the Turnagain Arm, and the glaciers have essentially scraped down to bedrock. And and I was at a point on this body of water where I really felt that the the energy of this world grid point does come up this body of water. And uh, I was with some friends, kind of dancing around, playing around on the rocks, kind of striking some poses. And then one person said, oh, let me get a picture. So we were kind of playing around. We decided to hold hands to do what I, to uh, the three of us, uh, to what do I call, uh, what is called a humandala, a human mandala. The three of us were going to form a triangle. When I went to hold hands with 
my friend, I got an electric shock from from him, and I attribute it to to also to the place which uh, the rocks, the bedrock we were on, were also uh, uh, striped through with with quartz crystal and, and some other types of crystal in the area, which have electrical properties. So that's that was one of the high points of visiting what I think of as the, the vortexes of Alaska. Thanks for asking. So the people that went with you, did they have a, I'm sure you kind of told them what you were up to. So I guess they weren't totally unbiased, but how did they, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess I'm just trying well, to, that's only the I'm first, just imagining that's being that guy. Story. I was going to say, I'm just imagining yeah. my, my buddy dad calls me up and says he's, he wants to go to this place in Alaska. And since I live in Alaska, I'm like, sure, let's go. And then he starts to explain to me why he wants to go, and... <laughs> uh, yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, folks kind of, they they knew I was coming uh, to do Vortex events and to for them to take me to their favorite spots. So, so my friend Jimmy uh, and his wife took me to to this spot along Turnigan Arm, and uh, it was an exquisite, it was an exquisite spot. And we did have, uh, I had that experience of, of, of actually getting electrical shock. But, uh, uh, well, Jimmy Jimmy was going to, uh, he was going to bring his didgeridoo. <clears throat> and and uh, I told him, uh, I think what I told him, my words were, didgeridoo is not my favorite. I said, flute is my favorite. And so he brought his flute. So he was playing his flute. I actually laid down on the, on the rocks there, on a point on the Turnigan arm there, uh, where the beluga whales come through. And uh, as I was laying there in the rock, I was just so glad to, to, I felt so much joy to be there. I'd long wanted to come to Alaska, been researching it. and So I was there, so I, I, I cried with joy. And had a wonderful time there at home that night. Now, I've had some chronic tension in my face, and so I have a routine at night where I'm doing some stretching, relaxing of my face. And I realized that that chronic tension that I've had in my face is gone. And that was some months ago, hasn't returned. So I had a, a very much a healing from that that earth energy there. Yeah, I, I, I believe the earth has an energy. And I, I've often joked that the earth will kill us before we kill it. I know, that's bad. <laughs> I, I take a very literal approach to when I say earth energies. I've, I've got a degree in geography so I could better understand and explain what we're talking about, about energies and so I say geophysical energy. I do speak in the vernacular and interchangeably use earth energies, vortex energies, and geophysical energies. And so I'm very much looking at electromagnetic energies in the earth, but also consciousness is not separate from the whole vortex effect. It's our consciousness and our relationship to place, how it affects us and we affect it. And, uh, so I was uh, very grateful to have been able to visit Alaska, make some new friends. They took me around to some of their places, favorite places. Super energetic. The, there's so much variation in the landscape over such a short distance. And my research into the, when I say geophysical energies, electromagnetism, part of that has to do with, with magma and lava and volcanoes, and the, how when the magma hardens into lava, it takes on a certain electromagnetic signature, according to the electromagnetic field at the time and place. So that if you have a volcano that's been erupting over a long period of time, you can actually study the magnetic field of the Earth in past times by studying the pattern of the iron in the lava 
as it, as it hardened at a certain time. The paleomagnetic signature, it's called. So in Alaska, you've got a lot of that going on, a lot of changes in topography, uh, a lot of crystal in the Chugach range there. They actually see lights along the Chugach range that are like the brown mountain lights. Well, some of your listeners may well have heard of that phenomenon. Um, so where, as I was driving across Anchorage, I had an experience I'd like to share. Yeah, yeah. You you were telling me about that. Yeah, this was yesterday. You told me about this, and it was well. Yeah. Well, well, just for the the record, it was twenty six hours ago or so. You told me about this, and <laughs> I stayed up an extra probably forty five. Uh, it sounds it sounds cheesy, right? An extra forty five minutes thinking about this. But when you go to bed at like one o'clock, anyways, those extra forty five minutes mean something. Because when you have to be up at six, I mean, it, you know, you're really shrink, shrinking the window. Uh, you know, that that sleep matters. I know what you mean. <laughs> I'm and sorry then, if you lost sleep over this part of the experience. No, no, it, it, that's, I'm just prefacing by saying, turn, turn this part up. I'm going to drop back and let him tell his story, just like he told me yesterday, with my jaw still slacked. Okay, well, you, you asked me to, to share this uh, on, online here, so... Uh, so I was driving across Anchorage, and uh, I have I'm sensitive to these these electromagnetic energies. I I actually get often will get a tingling in my face or my third eye in, in the presence of of these vortexes, these places, these changes of energy. And I had that experience as I was just uh, casually driving across Anchorage, the city of Anchorage. Uh, had a tingling, and I was, I was aware of it as, ah, I wonder what's going on in the landscape that's creating that. I looked in my rearview mirror, and I could see that I'd just uh, driven over just a little rise in the road. Uh, didn't notice it as I was driving over it, as you might if you were, like, on a bicycle, yeah? But uh, I actually I sensed something, a tingling in my face, and I thought, what was that? looked in the rearview mirror and saw that there was some little rise in the road in an otherwise relatively level landscape. Anchorage is a lot of uh, sediment. Uh, there's the Chugach Range, very dramatic mountain range, and then the city of Anchorage, relatively level. So this little rise in the road must have been some kind of feature that essentially had been paved over that I, I believe I was able to feel. And, and let me bring that home to your readers, if, uh, to your listeners, if I may, yeah. in that I, I'm sure many of your listeners are sensitive to various kinds of energies, whether they're Reiki healing energies or Qigong energies or crystal energies. And to my mind, this is exactly the same thing that we're talking about, that, that these subtle energies include an energy of the earth itself, electrical currents in the atmosphere, electrical currents across the surface of the earth and in the earth uh, to start. So uh, I'm, I want to invite uh, you and, and your listeners to kind of think more broadly about how they're impacted by what I call vortexes, which are really places that have a distinctive or, or strong energy to them. And I know you could, you've got stories you could share. Well, I, I was just here thinking back to my paranormal investigation days, and we were always trying to figure out the geology of where we were because the urban legend, now you might be able to help confirm this or de debunk this, mm -hmm. is that we if we were somewhere near limestone, because limestone conducts, conducts energy, that our investigation was going to be more active being at those places compared to other places. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, there's a number of different kinds of limestone, of course, and some of it has would have more iron in it than others. And uh, you, you would have, uh, I think, a lot of perhaps voids un underneath the surface. Because what we're talking about, you know, is our experience at the surface and then um, the unseen, right? But the, uh, the unseen, the paranormal, the unseen actually includes what's below the surface of the earth. So if we're uh, our home, our place of work, our, our haunting is 
uh, above some subsurface feature or a mineral deposit of some kind or an old uh, river uh, uh, meander that's been filled in or uh, a void, uh, that's going to affect the energy on the surface. And so, um, you know, not only limestone, but other materials, energetic materials that and materials that have electrical properties to them are combinations of materials. It so always, what I'd like... Oh, go ahead. Hmm. As I say, it always fascinated me to think about we were, you know, trying to figure these things out, you know. Well, I thought... Um, I re-listened to our last interview, and I thought it would be, you know, we we touched on a lot of, of, of very uh, topics of tremendous interest to me and, and hopefully your listeners, uh, having to do with uh, natural and also man-made vortexes, visionary maps of different kinds. You mentioned Oak Island looked to you as uh, like a waterfowl. Like a duck, duck yes. I think. Yeah. yeah. And we talked about the... The, the power of myth in the Joseph Campbell sense. We touched on a lot of topics, but it was rather it was rather abstract. And I thought it would be fun, perhaps, to spend a little bit of time, like actually on the ground, talking about uh, if you were to make a trip to uh, a vortex near you, what that might look like if if you care to yeah. play along. Kind of. No, I, I do. Ways. I actually so, I, I actually got a question from one of my chatters, and then. That'll push us into your topic because their question was: yeah. Are there are there maps like state by state of where these uh, vortexes are? Yeah, exactly right. So uh, rather than talk about ideas about energetic spots, if we could talk about what's actually on the ground, and yes, there are maps. We have maps on a on a global level of the geometries at the global level, and then there are many different people who are drawing these uh, visionary maps. Now, my particular interest is in geometric maps because very often we find geometries, equilateral triangles, other kinds of triangles, the so-called 3-4-5 triangle for one, uh, stars, five- and six-pointed stars. We find geometries of sacred places, and, and so I'm interested in pattern and shape and what part that plays in, in these subtle energies. But there's other kinds of visionary maps as well. And at a, at a, I'm working on various regional vortex maps books. So I have a France vortex maps and I have some material for a California vortex maps. And I've, uh, we've got the lovely maps of Oregon. I've got maps, uh, available on a state by state. There's a Facebook group, in fact, for, a, a software program that's available uh, using Google Earth. You can you can get sets of uh, points, these geometric points and such, and use Google Earth to see them for yourself. And then uh, many different researchers um, producing various kinds of vortex maps at smaller scales. This is, I guess, the long answer. And then you can see for yourself on various kinds of maps if, well, if you no, look at yeah, it, it's the important answer. It's the important answer to ask the next question because okay, so we yeah. we got our map. We got we we picked our X marks the spot, right? Yeah. Now now we head down the road and get to X marks the spot, and what are we to experience then? <clears throat> right. Well, don't don't just jump off willy nilly because there's some preparation to be done for sure. Part of that is doing your homework. These spots are everywhere, and so having that having that geologic map. And knowing what's in the subsurface there, that's always informative. And having a topographic map where you can actually see the high points and the valleys, that's going to be informative also. Or in mineral deposits, old mines perhaps, significant cultural sites, that kind of thing. So if you're going on a pilgrimage, you have an intention. So maybe it's not a vision quest, maybe it's not at that level, but... You're going with some intention. You're going as a pilgrim, one would hope, to connect with the energies of the place. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but but it's nice before you go. You might might be going to a place that takes some preparation. You've saved up for it. You've dreamed about going. Uh, now you've got to, you're going to pack. You're going to take some things with you and leave some things behind, and that's an important part of the pilgrimage. No, I agree. So, Actually, I've been kind of planning this day pilgrimage to a place I've been before. Well, it, you'll find this fascinating. 
Um, let's see. Eight years ago, ten years ago, somewhere in that window, I got a call from one of my paranormal team members that said, hey, my dad knows where this site is where a bridge literally just disappeared. Like, he drove over, like, a week before that and was going back up to the place, and he looked out the window and the bridge was gone. Like, they didn't deconstruct it. Like, the bridge just disappeared. Well, it kind of disappeared into the creek, but, you know. And now it's gone. Like, it's totally gone. So I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to go see this. So, of course, it probably took us weeks to get up there, to get the schedules worked out so we could get up there. And let me tell you, got out of the car, and it just became one of the strangest places I've ever been. And you wouldn't think, you know, big deal, right? You're at a intersection of a road by a bridge. No, it just, the hair stood up in the back of my neck, and it felt different. Both times I've been there, it felt, it clearly felt different than anywhere else that I've been around there. Perfect description of a vortex. Uh, first of all, you affect on you, the hair stands up on your arms, back of the neck, whatever it is, that's, that's common for people. Tingles, coolness, warmth. You know, these are these are common ways that people feel what I call the vortex effect. You, you, you know, different people experience it differently, but that's the rubric I, I've chosen. Uh, other people have other ways of looking at it, but um, I, I'm trying to like bring together all these disparate threads of of paranormal research, focusing on the place itself. So, I had a um, I'm. I tell people I'm obsessed with vortexes, so this, I, I'm always bringing the conversation back around to vortexes. And uh, so one day I uh, had a, a new friend uh, bring bring me a photograph, and and she, she said she said, you know, what do you see in this photograph? Do you see see? And I said, you know, do you see vortex in this photograph? And I said, you know, no, no, I I don't see it. What am I looking at? The photograph, it's a photograph of a soda vending machine, Coca-Cola vending machine, against a nondescript, uh, like, industrial building. That's it. So I don't see anything in the photograph. She says, I took this photograph because I was driving across the country, and we passed this vending machine, she said, and... You know, it looked like it was out in the middle of nowhere, but we didn't think anything of it. An hour later, we passed the same vending machine, she told me. And I have every reason to believe her because uh, no motive to to make up stories. Um, these are things people don't often... Uh, they don't often reveal, but they, they feel safe revealing them to me. So I have definitely have a confirmation bias in that sense. I'm, I'm liable to believe people's paranormal stories. Um, so when you say a bridge disappeared, I'm just likely to believe, you know, it just, it vanished. <laughs> it would say, or it manifest and then vanished. As I say, I'm looking, yeah. I'm scouring my Facebook trying to find these pictures so I can post them on Twitter for you. For Well, for everybody, yeah. not just you, but... So people tell me about their experience on the ground at these places. I'm very much interested in, uh, is there some lot, what's the science behind the magic? Is there some, something going on in the geophysics of the place? Is there water flowing underground? Is there some, uh, you know, as, as I mentioned, or mineral deposits? And what can we see on the surface? Can we see plants growing in unusual ways? Can we see animals behaving strangely? So just to continue on our journey, say, um, you know, we're going to leave behind uh, maybe our our social media um, and somehow still bring a camera. Um, maybe uh, we're going to uh, go through some kinds of um, abstinence uh, before we go on our pilgrimage. Some people might give up. That they might have do austerities in some way, give something up uh, for Lent, so to speak, as a way of preparing uh, maybe alcohol, sugar, or some some other thing, or they may take on some new thing um, before they go on the pilgrimage. And then, 
<clears throat> when you arrive at the place, there's going to be there's going to be a certain threshold that you should be alert for. What's essentially the threshold, like an energy, a doorway of sorts, uh, when you first arrive at the place, and, and you would pause there and make and maybe take take an extra moment there of reflection before you actually cross the threshold, and then you might say take off your before you cross the threshold, you might take off your shoes, as people do upon entering a sacred building or sacred place, make a greater electrical connection, actually ground or earth, connect your electrical field to the earth. Yeah, so I, where, I, I agree. If, as I was saying, I agree. If, I'm listening. I'm agreeing because that's because you have to be in check and in in the right place, right frame of mind because it's just like when you investigate, you have to be, I don't want to say one with the environment, but closer you can get to being one the better your results the better just even your enjoyment in nature just go back you know take it back that far anything we've said that would disqualify and make your enjoyment of being out hiking any different no it make you know you just leave the phone at home unplug that's all it's all good stuff that you're going to want to make sure that you have good shoes that you dress in layers Often the weather can change from moment to moment at these energetic places. Maybe you're going to a coast, a point, a peak, a cave. You know, you've got to dress appropriately for the occasion. Uh, and then um, this place you're going, now you're going to kind of an urban location when you describe like this, where this bridge uh, vanished. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a rural Royal situation. It's it's a couple miles from any town. Actually, okay. just just found the pic- right. oh, I found a couple pictures here for you. I'm going to post those. All right. On. So if you were looking at a if you were looking at a map, what you might notice is that <clears throat> this this river, this waterway, because I am imagining this. Yeah, so it's over, it's it's a creek actually. It's, it's actually it's, okay. it's supposedly a small creek, but so you, so you can you can. Take a look at the at various maps and see if you can determine oh, is there what's the what's the nature of how this river is moving? Is it moving like in a circle or half circle, fifty four miles in diameter? That'd be that'd be amazing, but that happens. Uh, is is it maybe uh, eroding someplace where it's carrying some gold and depositing some gold and placer deposits? Where the river slows down, the gold settles out. Cause that'd be contribute to some kind of energetic, geophysical, energetic shift in the energy. Is there maybe an island in the river that's going to have some interesting energies, depending on where you are? If you're on the island, above it, below it, <clears throat> upstream, downstream, or a confluence of of rivers, that's going to have uh, you know a pattern those places in re- different places in relationship to that confluence of rivers, those are going to have different energies. Uh, so you can, you can tell a lot just by, by a map before you go. And then you're looking for a place where you can really tap into those energies. You won't always have bedrock that's been scraped bare by glaciers, but uh, you can always, if there's a waterway, you can, can electrically connect by putting your hands or your feet, the crown of your head in the water splashing water on your face. If there's some fresh water that you can drink, that's a great way. Eating eating local wild edibles is a great way also to take in the energy of the place. Even just breathing and visualizing breathing in the colors of the place are great things to do when you get there to connect to the energy of the place. So I just got those up and then I got a question from Brian Bowden who just blew my see you people got to quit blowing my mind what do you what do you think happened to the mountain rescuer who was training at a mountain in New York State and when he started skiing downhill he was caught up in a freak a freak weather event ended up in California <laughs> had not heard of that I have not had either not I hope I hope that's a legitimate story he's not just busting my chops because I didn't have time to vet it <laughs> That's. I mean, that's. If that's true, that's just 
Well, here I am. Well, I probably, <laughs> well, I'll be, be sleeping the night if that comes out true. If you haven't had a direct experience of something, some paranormal thing, if you haven't had it, like no story is going to convince, right? But if you, if this is the case for you, listener, you haven't had an experience like this, I'm going to, su- I'm going to suggest an experiment where you pretend that some, you've had some paranormal experience, okay? Pick, pick any one, but if you will, as an experiment, share a paranormal story with, with a friend. I bet you got about an 80% chance that they're going to share one right back. And while you would have been fibbing for the sake of science, you may find out that as soon as there's an opening that, that people are very, very anxious to, to actually to share these experiences, which they've maybe held close for so long, as I did. I uh, had an experience with a UFO uh, at age 14, and I did not tell anybody for 30 years. Um, and so uh, these, these paranormal experiences, you know, very widespread uh, I'm trying to kind of carve out this area about how these paranormal experiences relate to place. And so I do that at vortexmaps.com. I've written some books, and there's my commercial page I want to make sure I got in. I invite your listeners to contact me. I will answer every email, and I'll send you a free ebook about vortexes as well. I was going to say, we weren't going to get out of here without promoting the websites. Don't worry. That's on the list. Oh, I nearly always... forgot. That's always on the list, man. Don't worry. I got your back on that. Um, Thanks. That was halftime announcement. <laughs> now, Mallard.com, M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D.com. Guys got my work done for me, too. Um, now, I, I think it's fascinating, especially your your point about t- have, just telling a story, because I think about a went to a local business, and the business owner, 100%, I don't believe this, but let me ha- – should call people in. One, I'm pretty sure we talked to every employee that was working that day. They all had stories, and she knew them all, but didn't believe it. Like, she didn't believe it was in her building, but she heard – she knew all these stories and wanted the people to come tell us them. And it's like – but she still don't believe. She's like, no, I haven't had anything happen to me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, I'm sitting here – with listening to story after story of different, you know, basically mm-hmm. different things, different things. And she's like, nope, I, be- I believe that she she's telling me the truth, but I don't, I've never had it. So I don't believe it. I'm like, wow. okay. So what's, what's it going to take to convince you that, you know, and she's like, I don't know. It's going to have to happen to me. I don't think it ever did happen to her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's different souls have different life lessons. You know, I, I'm not going out searching, believe it or not, I'm not going out searching for psychic abilities or going out searching for the paranormal. Uh, it just happened the other day again. Somebody said, oh, uh, you know, I know this place I can take you where there's this bad energy, where I saw this crystal on a stump and this and that, and uh, it, uh, wanted to show me this place. And I said, uh, you know, I just as soon avoid that place. <laughs> Uh, I'm very, very, you know, cautious. I consider myself protected, but uh, uh, I'm also sensitive to these energies. So I'm very respectful of the energies and, and cautious about mm, interfering or stepping in. And for the record, I'm looking at a story from, where's that one from? The CBC Canada about this firefighter who, yeah. Was was doing something in um, New York and ended up in California. Now I'm gonna have to see if I can track this guy yeah. down and get him on the show. That'd be brilliant. I'd love to hear that because it's these it's these sincere first hand accounts. Uh, and you know the fellow who uh, Bruce Gwern and who went through this uh, time dilation uh, in the area of the Bermuda Triangle or. Uh, you know, your your totally unknown friend who never shared anything, uh, you know, uh, when you hear it firsthand, I think, uh, you know, it's a fingerprint. We, we're all psychic in some degree. You can tell, I think, the sincerity in people's voice. Uh, and, you know, you can assess whether they have a motive. Uh, <clears throat> I've met a fellow who, did, did we mention, I don't think we mentioned Dr. 
uh, Matthew Johnson, who had a Bigfoot encounter in Southern Oregon, and no. uh, you know, uh, no. okay, uh, 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 Dr. Matthew Johnson uh, is uh, is just a very wonderful, sincere fellow. Uh, had a, I think, psychology license and uh, had a Bigfoot encounter with his family, Dr. Matthew A. Johnson. Uh, and, you know, risked everything, risked his professional license to, to essentially come out and say, yes, I've had a Bigfoot encounter. Real sweet guy uh, and very, very believable. He was just happy to talk to anybody about it, and I just wanted to meet him. So we sat down in a in some local uh, diner in Southern Oregon <clears throat> to 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 meet, and uh, he had an experience um, where uh, he uh, I'm going to say he met a fellow who had built an electric device, some kind of electromagnetic device, and uh, this. This electromagnetic device, it was a Tesla device, apparently opened up a vortex, uh, allowing through these beings, which, you know, commonly known as Bigfoot, some other names as well. Uh, so, uh, long story short, I was at the Montana Vortex, a tourist attraction where I was doing vortex tours. Uh, it's owned by a Bigfoot researcher named Joe Hauser. So fella comes through. He's the one who built the Tesla device. I apologize to him because uh, his name escapes me at the moment. But just a super gentle man who you could see was still coming to the grips with the experience that he had had with the Bigfoot and the impact that it would have with his, his significant other, his wife. Uh, and so you can see, and it's to me uh, of acute interest, uh, when people have these experiences, they have a, a spiritual emergency, so to speak. How then, how they integrate that with their with their everyday life? Uh, for some people, it's you know can occasion a psychotic break. Really, others, uh, you know, who share share their stories, they're so paranormal. They you know they get uh, diagnosed and, and institutionalized and medicated. Kind of a worst case scenario. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, I've got a question, and I don't even know if you want to go anywhere near this. So if you don't want to, don't. <laughs> please, please ask. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've, come, I've come over the years to rationalize my, you know, Bigfoot being more of an interdimensional creature who, you know, you can slip mm -hmm. between these dimensions. Because that kind of yeah. is the only way that he still exists in my mind. Okay. Does the, the the vortexes have any role in that? Like, because we know there's more energy there. So well, that you know play... I'm going to say yes. Well, okay. <laughs> you well, know I'm, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, okay. So I'm not totally sitting here crazy then. Okay. Good. No, not at all. Not at all. But I mean, if there, you know, there's a schism in the Bigfoot community because some people, some Bigfooters are like a pure Bigfooter purists. And they're just irate that somebody could suggest that Bigfoot's an interdimensional creature or has some association with UFOs or orbs. Yeah, but there's those outcasts in the Bigfoot community as well. And I think it's um, Matthew Johnson would agree that he is one of those outcasts in the Bigfoot community because you know, people's credulity, you know, it kind of only can go so far uh, sometimes. But uh, from my standpoint now, as a vortex researcher researching the energy of place, there, I would say, are definitely places which are uh, essentially energetic spots, a kind of interdimensional portal where all these cryptic creatures can come through, whether they're orbs or Bigfoot or UFOs or aliens or however elves or whatever people are seeing, uh, Loch Ness, Nessie, or, or whatever whatever these cryptic creatures might be. So you're not... It, I've <laughs> I'm thinking of naming my next book you're not crazy. <laughs> the, parent, the paranormal is normal. Because uh, that's what I wish I'd been told as a child, really. And uh, <clears throat> people often find comfort in telling me their stories because I can tell them, you know, I hear these day in and day out. So I, I've got to make a statement and then I'll ask my next question because it's kind of related. 
uh, we've got you've got to help me get a map of Western Pennsylvania, like my area, so I can see the points mm-hmm. and see because I'm I'm thinking of another story. And I'm wondering if it's on. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm thinking about a time that I lost time. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering because it was near water oh, too. Yeah. But so I'm wondering. I'm just sitting here trying to. You know, I'm. I don't want to say I'm doodling on this map. I'm trying to, you know, kind of X mark spots, different places, and I'm. You know, what I'm saying. So I just wonder how your map and my map yeah. overlap, and that'd be. Well, I'm not a. Re- I'm not the reductionist. I'm don't. I'm not trying to oversimplify here. I'm not saying it has everything to do with something we can scientifically analyze. It's all about geophysical energies. Uh, if there's. <clears throat> Certainly, I think an element of consciousness, and I'm I'm very, uh, very sincere, serious when I say there's this infinite amount of energy available everywhere. You don't have to go to some big fancy world grid spot. You don't have to go to Uluru or or wherever, right in your own backyard. Well, I don't think uh, I don't think any of these are yeah. the, uh, the the fancy world spots. I'm just thinking it'd just be interesting to see how they relate, even to minor spots. Right. Well, uh, definitely, you would look at you'd look at what the how the water is moving, how the topography, what's under the surface. Maybe there might be some uh, geometries that you might discern. Actually, uh, triangles of points or, you know, from the high points in the area. Let's say, and I can pro- I can provide those. People do do request those, and I can point them to this Google Earth program. And Facebook group. Yeah, I'm just, and, I'm just, inter- I'm just uh, interested also generate now. Generate those maps for them. I'm yeah. just interested now because, I, like I said, it's just kind of as I'm sitting here doodling, I kind of see, but it's just a doodle, right? So I mean, I could, I could line up anything I want on my paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, people are people are familiar with the idea of ley lines, which are like straight line alignments of places, and um, often. If you map out, if you were to map out significant places in your lifetime, that might be very revealing. You might see patterns emerging in that. And uh, we see when we're talking about ley lines, what we're talking about is not just occurrences of sacred places along lines, like razor str- uh, rifle straight lines, but we're also talking about a kind of uh, like memory in the landscape where certain kinds of events tend to cluster or recur. So if we were back on the ground, say at this place where you had the hair stand up on your arm, mm-hmm. say just to kind of f- close that loop. So you you might look around and see where nearby you can actually kind of really make that connection with the earth. Where are you going to like access the river? Or where's a spot that's kind of relatively untouched or a spot that has a good view or where you're going to kind of soak in the energy. Plan to spend some time there. And then um, you might have, like, brought a gift or an offering for the place, as people do. And hopefully that would be something that would be, like, at home in that place, like some fruit or nuts or something that that the wildlife might enjoy. It's not going to make an impact on the place. Uh... Visually so you, or otherwise. So you mean not, not hmm? my old, not my old junk TV? No. <laughs> <laughs> Which is brings us to our next point, where you hopefully would bring garbage bag because you might pick up a few pieces of trash along the way. Withdraw with when you go withdrawing your own energy, and if you can steward the place by picking up a little trash along the way, that's a great way to take care of the energy of the place. And then you might you might feel tempted to bring something home with you. Uh, you know, kind of an offering from the place to you in that other direction. And I would just caution people to do that with all due respect and to to leave the place as they found it uh, to the degree they can. I mean, uh, to take home what maybe a pine cone or something might be appropriate, uh, something sustainable and renewable, and not, not have an impact on the wild edibles or that kind of thing. So that's our – I wanted to kind of give people some ground truth on – on what they might do when they're when they're visiting an actual spot, since we uh, spent I'm, a lot of time and kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad we went through it because I think it's important for, like I said, no matter. You could take that and transform it into great advice. Just a matter of if you're going out investigating or if you're going out looking for 
uh, a peace of mind through seeking out a vortex or, you know, any of these other things. It's just great advice, period, let alone as you step it through whichever Mm -hmm. floor you want to step it Mm -hmm. through. Well, thanks thanks for for really kind of backing out, but giving us the wide view, because that's that's very much true. People may think they're going to Tahoe to or to Reno to gamble or Vegas or whatever, or they may think they're going hunting or mushroom hunting or they, you know, whatever it might be, that takes you out into the, the awesome, beautiful, natural landscape that's so inspiring and energizing. Uh, you know, I, I hope that people will just expand their... I hope that I can expand my perception to to where I can really see that uh, no matter what I'm doing, that I'm I'm making this profound, deep healing connection with with the place, with the earth. Because I'll raise my hand right now before I even start talking about this. I know it's true. Guilty as charged. Um, we all say <laughs> we 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 all say we want to get away. We, you know, there's I've seen probably ten people in the last two days say. I'm getting ready to take a social media break. You know, they're guilty as charged, right? I know I haven't said mm-hmm. that, but we're all we all say it, right? We all say it. But well, uh, it, to, to actually do it and get away and do something like you're, we're talking about, going out and seeing any site, just for even two hours, like take a movie, right? Take yeah. a break outside. Turn the phone off take for two out. hours. Yeah. It'll make a day's worth of difference. Yeah, it's we we it's, as human beings we, we need to connect with that place and uh, you know appreciate some people might be a little aghast that I, I say hunting there, um, but but it's just it's very much true that the sportsmen, the fishermen, uh, the hunter are going to be very very much in tune with the natural energies of the place. They're going to have spent time in the rivers, on the shores, in the woods, uh, you know, uh, going to sleep. Uh, when the sun goes down, uh, you know, sitting by a fire, perhaps after dark, and then, uh, you know, having the, the moon shine on them and not having city lights and being able to see the stars and knowing when the, when, when the fish are going to bite and when they're not, it's, you know, the, the people who are out in nature are attuned to these natural cycles. They maybe don't talk, think, or think about them as vortexes, but to me, the, those are the people who who are really masters and have wisdom about these natural cycles, or just have really cool places to go visit. And you might just want to follow them and not tell them what you're up to. <laughs> <laughs> right, going out with a bunch of good old boys, you might want to keep it on the down low a little bit. But then when you get out there around the fire and you start telling stories, you might might be surprised at the guys you thought were the good old boys. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, so what? What's what's next? I mean, you've got. You said you're you're working on some more books. Speaking of good old boys. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm, my research when I'm at home in Southern Oregon, my research involves talking to folks uh, such as are listening to your show and hearing about their places in their area and their experiences, and uh, of course. Uh, surfing the internet and reading books and, and uh, learning all I can about uh, geophysics. I'm not a geophysicist. I'm a geographer, but uh, uh, geophysics, uh, also mysticism, yes, and the science behind the earth magic, I like to say. And so, uh, yeah, talking to folks, uh, just inv- um, and again, inviting folks to contact me. Uh, my email is ask at danshaw.com. Love to hear people's stories and perhaps I can lend some insight. I can maybe indicate which places are favorable or why you might have had an experience around certain places. Uh, Also, we have the ability to manipulate these earth energies, uh, whether we're clearing a haunted place or doing some other kind of energetic work. We can build monuments, uh, energetic devices, just as did the ancients, using energetic materials to actually affect our home, our garden, our office, and I, I'm available to assist people with that. Yeah, I'm just fast. I'm still fascinated. I'm just 
interested now to see how it all lines up and see it. Well, I guess to see yeah. it, I guess I should say, notice I'm saying how it all lines up, right? I'm not saying if I'm just interested to see how it lines up because I, my mind's already going without a doubt. They're probably lining up somehow. Mm, well, I like the analogy things lining up. Yeah. I, I just, I'm a firm believer in things happen. Things happen where they're supposed to happen. And here's the proof of that statement. Well, uh, you are, you have some, let me say, you've got some very interesting karma that you've, you've chosen to work out by interesting just one paranormal person after another. Uh, you're, you're doing some great work in, in uh, bringing light to these topics. I hope, you know, I hope that I've uh, shed a little light on the topic for you here tonight. You have, you've, that's why you're back, obviously, because I was still interested. I mean, oh, right. You're, I'm still interested, <laughs> that's right. right? I passed the audition and I got the, <laughs> I got the call back. Not, not so, only did you yeah. pass, not only did you pass the, you obviously interest me enough to get you and then <laughs> interested enough to have the first, you know, do the first show and then, yeah. Without, without well, blinking, okay. I'm bringing you back like, Instantly, like compared to some people, I have a whole list of people, Dad, that I say I'll get you back on, and it's been oh, yeah. six, seven, oh, eight years. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> here comes the hate mail to Dan right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we do. We we all have a kind of a backlog. I speaking for myself here, but uh, it's brilliant. I'd like to send you a little presentation I got. Uh, it's kind of blurring the lines between like book and presentation here, but uh, I did a little thing called How Vortexes Affect Us, uh, very literally. Uh, you know, anything that, to my mind, anything that is a sensation, whether it's pressure, temperature, wind, whatever it might be, these things all have the potential to be stressors for our body, actually to be either, either you know, it's some kind of an impulse, whether it's light, sound, electromagnetism, it's something that can either heal or kill. So it's, it's vitally important, I think, to understand our electromagnetic, our subtle energy bodies, and then how the environment around us is affecting us. And people off, you know, they're just thinking about the electromagnetic field. Well, just, you know, me, because I'm obsessed with Vortexes, and a few other folks. So I hope uh, I hope you'll find it of interest. I'll send that along to you. Sounds it's a, a kind of a recent monograph. It's not available for sale yet on my website. But if folks, when folks email me, I'm happy to send that along. So, oh, before I forget, give, give me the give me your website and the the map website and the sure. titles of the book and you know you know what I'm saying here. Give me all that stuff. Sure. Again, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, I'm Dan Shaw. I'm the Vortex Detective. I'm at danshaw.com and vortexmaps.com. And I've written a couple of books: the Vortex Field Guide. Uh, Stonehenge Gardening Tips Using Earth Energies in Your Garden and uh, oh I'm just excited to be, be getting your calls and emails and hearing from you because uh, at the moment I'm in southern Oregon no place exotic but <clears throat> still plenty of interesting landscape Crater Lake in the neighborhood Mount Shasta Coast Redwoods and I'm happy to show people around my neck of the woods yeah I'm just still happier here Dan jeez okay so, <laughs> come on out. <laughs> yeah, it's just fascinating. So, I almost want to say this. Now, this 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 is where it gets ridiculous, right? After we get the the map stuff done, I want to get my points on a map. Get you to get you some points on my, you know, go back and forth. I think we have to do this one more time so we can talk about what we actually have. Well, sure, sure. So. So you'll email me your actual physical address, and we'll look at it in the micro, the place itself, and then we'll back up and we'll look at it in the macro and its relationship to the surrounding area. And then we can help you to adjust the energies of your place because whatever you've got there in the built environment, that's created various kinds of vortexes for better or worse. As we talked about last time, even the shape of a rectangular room, the size and proportions of a rectangular room can actually have a harmonic or dissonant relationship and uh, i'll get you some other places like i said that have some historic historicness to me i'll get you the address or the close address of this bridge site 
just for the sake yeah. of that. And, well, I have yep. to find it again, but I'll have to... Well, I know where it is. I just have to find it on the map and get the intersection there. Okay. Before I before I shoo you out of here, i got to say yep. this. I, I've got to say happy birthday to you, and I've got to say happy birthday to Germantown Runner, whose birthday is today. Your birthday is tomorrow. So happy birthday, mm-hmm. fellas. Thank you. Happy for you both. I wish I could get you something both great, but... Instead, you got, uh, you, you have you, you absolutely it, did. Instead, you you get to hear happy birthday from me, and uh, hopefully, that's that's hopefully it, it's the thought that counts. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> if not, the checks in the mail, but just don't cash. Uh, <laughs> well, Dan, I'm looking forward to working together, getting this other stuff cracked out, and then uh, we'll get a date once we get everything squared away, so we can present what we find if we find anything. Mm-hmm. I'll have you back well, and be like, this guy's, yeah. this guy's totally out to lunch. We can do that, too. Do you realize Do you realize how bizarre it would be if I didn't find anything? It would be like a place totally devoid of any it's an electromagnetic null zone. Well, that would have to have something there, too, right? Right. Right. So, yeah. Still be an anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> I'm sitting here now. Now I'll be that guy. Look at all these voids. There's <laughs> ten voids on the map, and this guy's got stories for all ten of them. Look at this. This will be great. <laughs> I'll be the, again, just the opposite of what everybody else expects. So, Well, you're just too easy. You're too easy an interview there. You didn't, yeah, didn't, didn't disagree with anything I said, I think. So. Well, but you're saying kind. good stuff. Right, I mean stuff that I agree with. I'm not going to disagree with you that we need to take time and prepare and go on journeys. That's not nothing to disagree with. Oh well, I'm ready to take the hard questions. So you know, we'll we'll, we'll really let, let's really let's be rigorous and scientific when we look at your place uh, in our third interview. Yeah, let's let's dig deep. Let's dig deep and dig out the data and see what we can flesh out. All right, I've got about uh, at least a couple dozen different contributors to the electromagnetic field, whether you're in the Bermuda Triangle or you think you're just in the cornfields of the flatlands of the plains there. Um, so so you get, we'll give you the full, well, the royal treatment in diagnosing your, your local vortex. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. This, this is going to be fun. Well, my friend, I'm going to push you off a couple minutes early. I want to do some housekeeping and... Um, Yep. Talk to you You're soon. the best. Thanks oh, so much. I'm far from it, but thanks. <laughs> okay, good... catch you soon then. Yeah. So who else who else is on board with this? Who else is excited to figure this out? Am I alone on this? Did anybody out go look at the tweets that I sent to? That's that's the bridge I'm talking about. I haven't been there in a couple years. I plan on going back. I want to see if it falls in this grid. I want to see if the place that I lost time falls on the grid. I'll be interested to find out if my house falls on this grid. There's a couple other places that we could put on there just to see that I'm interested in that I haven't really talked about. But it'd be interesting to see, right? I'm not totally out the lunch. You guys are in, you guys are into this too. Yeah, Brian's wild skier story, man. That is, I need if we got we got to find this guy. I don't know where, how. Just got to do it. So I want to talk to him, and I'm so excited, man. Next few weeks, oh boy, I don't really give out names of guests, and I'm not going to tonight. But economics, a big a big time sports guest coming on as well. I hope I'm not overhyping that. I mean, he's only one of, um, what is it, 30 people in America that do this. So is that is that overhyping it? Being When I'm talking about sports, one of 30 in the United States to do something, is that overhype? I don't know. But I think you guys will enjoy him because he has been sensational and will be going forward. So I'm just excited. But I want to thank a Cat Ward, Paranormal Heart, uh, Levi from Down Under, and the latest AustraliaNews.com, uh, WR250, the little podcast that could. Germantown Runner, always good to see you again. Happy birthday. Um, Brian Bowden from uh, Nobody But Me, 
Who else did I miss? Uh, I missed somebody. I'm sorry. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.